When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Yay! We made it to Wednesday, even though it feels like Thursday, but it's Wednesday. No, does it feel like Tuesday? I don't know. What day is it supposed to feel like, Holly? It feels like any day of the week that ends in Y. And you are listening to The Colleen and Bradley Show whenever the day ends in Y, but not Saturday or Sunday. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Josh along for the ride today. Colleen will be back with us tomorrow. And Holly... We have to go back in time. Hold on, let me do a little time machine. Ooh, to yesterday. And we need to talk about a blind item that you gave us yesterday. And uh, let's get right to it. Blinded by the item. So this was a blind item that we read yesterday in our usual blind item segment. Let's revisit. All right. Dear reality show competition judges, do not sleep with a contestant on the show. It will get you fired and in a lot of trouble. Love, NT. He also CC'd Paula Abdul. Oh, oh, but that's another story. That's a different story. That did is we a know different that he story. CC'd Paula Abdul yesterday? Uh, we didn't talk about it, okay. but he did. All right. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. But you are revisiting this blind item at the top of the show, not during our usual blind item segment. Why four? Well, yesterday, Bradley, you guessed that that blind item was about Matthew Morrison. Over the weekend, the news broke that Matthew Morrison was leaving his judging position on the latest season of So You Think You Could Dance. Mm -hmm. It was a little questionable. It was a little questionable. And it got us tingling. Yes. I mean, the story got our spidey senses tingling. It totally got our spidey senses tingling because we were like, oh, well, that's interesting. His uh, statement was pretty innocuous. He was just like, you know, I got to step back. Interesting for a person who has already filmed a month's worth of episodes. Yeah. They're in the can. Yeah. You got dismissed for some reason. Mm-hmm. And we were very curious about that. We were that. very curious. Plus, we've heard some blind items in the past, perhaps, connecting him with some unsavory characters in Hollywood. Yeah. Ryan Singer. Exactly. Et cetera. Why are we starting the show off with this today, though? Well, because we're doing a deep dive and we actually have an exclusive story about why Matthew Morrison was fired for So You Think You Can Dance. we've got juicy details. Yes, we have juicy details. And this is a People.com exclusive. So, Bradley, what does that say to you? That says to me that um, it is the the call is coming from inside the, the Calls coming from inside the house, meaning that somebody connected to this story has details and they leaked them to People magazine. Exactly. So new details are emerging today, Bradley, about Matthew Morrison's sudden departure from his judging gig on So You Think You Can Dance. Now, a source close to the show. So it is literally coming from inside the house from yeah. the production of So You Think okay. You Can Dance. So somebody from the inside is saying that. 
Matthew Morrison was fired from the series after, quote, he had an inappropriate relationship with a female contestant. Now, the source says, quote, they didn't have sex, but he reached out to her through flirty direct messages on social media. She felt uncomfortable with his line of comments and went to producers who then got Fox involved. He was fired after they, they, they did their own investigation. Now, the source over at So You Think You Could Dance adds that Matthew Morrison and the female contestant never met up off set. It was just messages that crossed the line. Now, Matthew Morrison's reps and an official rep for Fox, they're not saying anything about this. They're letting the gossip speak for itself. Yes. And yesterday we did hear that he officially or sort of the official word was that he had uh, run afoul of protocol. Yeah. Production protocols. Yeah. When Matthew Morrison left over the weekend, it was, quote, competition production protocols, which is very vague, doesn't tell you anything. But this source is telling us something, which is interesting because what the source is saying is not directly what the blind item alluded to that there was a sexual relationship, but still that Matthew Morrison crossed the line and was sending flirty messages to contestants, which you would think is a no brainer. That's like you're at work. I know this is show business, but like, do we need any more examples of the rules need to be just the same in show business as they are in the rest of corporate America slash the world? Right. Even though they're not, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No big deal. So I find it interesting though, that um, NT lawyer takes it one step further. Who knows if we'll ever know the truth. I'm curious if we're going to hear more out of um, So You Think You Can Dance and Fox. Yeah. And or Matthew Morrison, or if this is just going to continue to, you know, because there's no obligation to, to share that information. No, no. Like the people exclusive stories said on So You Think You Can Dance that, you know, nobody's making an official comment. Yeah. They're not going into detail about it. Matthew Morrison's statement when he got fired over the weekend was very boilerplate, quote, having the opportunity to be a judge on So You Think You Can Dance was an incredible honor for me. Therefore, it is my deepest regret to inform you that I will be leaving the show. So, of course, he's positioning it as he's leaving the show, but now it's being positioned that he was fired from it. Uh, Okay. What's interesting, though, is if this behavior has happened, perhaps this isn't the first time this behavior happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had these spidey senses about Matthew Morrison previously due to some blind items that incur- that um, indicated perhaps there was some problematic uh, behavior with Matthew Morrison. So mm, what are we to make of that? Well, when digging, Bradley. Oh, yeah. When- exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. I went on Google and I went on the Internet. Well, OK, what'd you find out? Well, some blind items. You want to roll that beautiful bean footage? Now, this was a blind item that was sourced over at crazydaysandnights.net, and then it was republished by somebody. Okay. And they solved this. Oh, so so NT Lawyer puts out the blind item. Yeah. Somebody took it and solved it. Yeah. Okay. So, going to read you the following. Now, this is an old blind item, an old piece of celebrity gossip. Okay. This illiterate former A-list mostly television actor from a now defunct network hick ensemble show hosted his annual Meet the New Boys in Town Halloween party for his friends. It's nothing but a meat market and the disgraced director who is about to get more disgrace was very pleased with his efforts. 
So Is this like a Brian Singer experience? I mean, give yourself a ding. Give yourself a ding. Yeah, Brian Singer, by the way, came up in blind items and not just blind items, the media. I want to say what? I, I really post Me Too. It was pretty, pretty soon out. I mean, there have always been rumors and uh, st- there's been stuff whispered about Brian Singer for years. But I mm-hmm. think we we talked about it on the show shortly after the Me Too movement got underway. Mm-hmm. And then we we kind of haven't heard anything about there was always this belief that something was going to come out. And there would be charges and investigation, et cetera, or either way around. And that never really came to be, right? But we yeah. do, I think at that time is when we saw some of these stories linking Matthew or um, Matthew Morrison to Brian Singer. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Brian Singer has been a name in the news and these kind of allegations have been around uh, Brian Singer for decades at this point. I yeah. mean, there were charges against their People allegations. People would know him from such movies as... X-Men. Yeah. Superman. He's directed some big major Hollywood blockbusters. Uh, you know, and I, you know, when I went to the internet, Bradley, even BuzzFeed had a big, big write up on uh, Brian Singer dating back to 2014, talking about allegations against Singer that were brought against him in 1999. Okay. So this has been a story in Hollywood for quite some time. But yeah, Bradley, we were talking about blind items linking Brian Singer and Matthew Morrison together. Years ago. Yeah. Here's another one. You I want was going to say, what else did you dig up? Blinded by the item. Well, here's another one. Uh, this is a blind item, also sourced from crazydaysandnights.net, saying that uh, I, I and two lawyer, love how this A-list director and his cohort get someone else to do their dirty work for them. They got one of their former casting couch actors who has trouble getting good work these days to host the gathering and of several uh, very barely legal people to make it look like a Halloween party and not a pop-up casting couch. Oh, well now who is the who are they talking about? The same people. Okay, so they're suggesting that they're trying to put a veneer of respectability on something that's creepy and awkward. Yes. And- um, beyond perhaps problematic. Ding for you, Bradley. Congratulations. Now, this would be in the form of Matthew Morrison's star-studded Halloween birthday bash. And he's been trying to make this an annual thing for quite some time. Oh. This started in the mm, early 2010s. Matthew Morrison, hot actor from the show Glee, one of the most popular shows of that era. Yeah, he was the music coach or what was his like actual character i didn't watch a lot of glee i didn't either. i think he was the was he a teacher i think he was like the <laughs> or no he, yeah teacher yeah he well was he was teacher. he was one of the main players on the show yeah. glee and he threw a big halloween birthday bash now he gets corporate sponsors because one of these was sponsored by bing.com at one point what yes bing the search Not the engine. cherry, the search engine that, <laughs> it, is it still around? Uh, yeah, I think it's still around. Now, this story was over on the Gossip Live Journal. Now, that this shows you how far back this story goes. The Live Journal called Oh No, They Didn't, which was very hot in the mid-2010s and was a place where a lot of people like to do celebrity gossip. They sourced this story from a now-dead link that links back to On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Oh. So this story, this Halloween bash was being legitimized in the media as something that the hot Hollywood people were going to. 
Holly. Yeah. Um, I would just like to. I don't have a better sound effect, so I'm just going to give you this. Or maybe I'll do this. Because I feel like you have done some investigative work here that deserves commendation. And Thank so you. you are now the official investigator of the Colleen and Bradley show because what you've pointed out here is that this story which we just heard about yesterday has legs going back a lot further if you you know choose to believe the gossip believe the gossip and do some digging mm-hmm. so I think perhaps maybe it's safe to imply from your crack investigation that this is not the last we've heard of this particular story it's not the last and my spidey sense tingles that they're putting out one statement, but perhaps there is more to this Matthew Morrison so you think you can dance story okay. than we understand. And maybe we'll never understand, and we're just going to have to live with that. Well, we'll keep our uh, eyes and ears peeled to the blind items and other bits of gossip. Thank you, Holly, for that news mm. and that crack investigation on Matthew Morrison and his firing from So You Think You Can Dance. When we come back, Holly's going to have even more in the form of a dirt alert right here on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Here with all the latest from Hollywood, it's Holly Roberts. Hey, stranger. Well, howdy, partner. Uh, we got to talk about Jada Pinkett Smith talking about the Oscars. Uh, what? Yes. What does she say? Uh, well, Jada Pinkett Smith talking about the Oscars on the latest episode of Red Table Talk over on Facebook Watch. Okay, okay. We knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Is this the full meal deal or just a tease? Or what do you you know? Well, it's uh, perhaps an appetizer, Bradley, if we're going to use... Okay, I'm fine with that. Always start with a few, you know, uh, choice bites. Yes. So, Jada Pinkett Smith talking publicly for the first time about the Will Smith, Chris Rock Oscars slap. She's doing so on her talk show, Red Table Talk, and she's doing it within an episode that talks about alopecia. Oh, okay. This is smart. This is smart. So she's couching that conversation within uh, the context of a broader conversation Uh, which also connects directly with her. Right, because as the story goes, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock on the Oscar stage for joking about Jada's bald head, which she shaved because of her own battle with alopecia. So then she goes on to say, on Red Table Talk, she said it's a really important episode on alopecia, considering what I've been through with my own health and what happened at... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Now, Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Oscars, thousands have reached out to me with their stories. 
And Jada said, I'm using this moment to give our alopecia family an opportunity to talk about what it's like to have this condition and to inform people about what alopecia actually is. Now, then she goes on to talk about Will and Chris directly. She said, now about Oscar night. My deepest hope is that these two intelligent, capable men have an opportunity to heal, talk this out and reconcile. That's an interesting first uh, bite at the apple Mm -hmm. of her public because, right, this is the only statement she's made. Yeah. She made a vague book post on social media mm, within the days after the slap happening. But other than that, we haven't heard anything. Now, did she goes on to say that uh, until then, Will and I are continuing to do what we've done for the last 28 years, and that's keep figuring out this thing called life together. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I do think it's interesting because this is such a weird position for her to be in. For I mean, like the whole thing was a weird position for her to be in, starting with the slap itself. But right, like you're you're a public figure. Your husband is a public figure. Your husband slapped another public figure yeah. in front of the entire world. You're not responsible for the story, but you're a part of the story. There's not one answer, but your, or I should say, there's not one perspective or one voice, but your voice and your perspective are meaningful and valid. But I imagine that there are a lot of people that are going to expect her to say certain things that she's not going to say. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I think this probably is the best way for her to talk about this, unless I'm missing something. What do you think? Uh, no, I think you're you're totally right, Bradley, because she's coming at this story with her own perspective and she's using it as a platform to talk about alopecia, to talk about yeah. the uh, the source, like part of the part of that joke. And it's so it's part of that larger conversation. And what she's saying, too, is that I'm reading into this that Will Smith and Chris Rock have not talked. Yeah, that's that, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think you're. You're absolutely right. And she is just saying that's for them to figure out. Which is like a good boundary to set. Yeah. But it also allows her to say nothing. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, uh, or some people anyway, would think like, well, what do you think about it? Because we're curious, right? We want to know the gossip. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's going to give us that because, again, I don't know that, I don't think she owes us that. And I just don't think that's on brand for her. Like she is going to do what she does and what she does is have thoughtful conversations in a, you know, safe and negotiated space with, you know, so like this just seems perfect for, I hate to use the term brand, but like it's, it's very in character for the way she communicates with the outside world. It's going to leave a lot of people wanting more, I bet. Yeah. And then, you know, she also does say within that statement that I just read that Jada Pinkett Smith says on Red Table Talk that she and Will are together and that they're working on things, however they want to work on it. So I think what you're saying is she signaled a lot in that very limited statement. Absolutely. So if you want to go and watch the whole episode, it's up now on Facebook Watch, The Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, Somebody else who's talking but is actually saying some things. But not quite. Liam Payne, former One Direction okay. member. He was talking some stuff about another cast member or a band member. Well, I didn't understand what they don't like each other. What's going on? They don't like each other. Liam Payne and Zayn Malik. Liam Payne was doing a new interview with Logan Paul. Mm. And he was talking about his relationship with former One Direction bandmate uh, Zayn Malik. He said, there are many reasons why I dislike Zayn. Oh. Okay. There are many reasons why I'll always, always be on his side. 
Oh, that does make sense. Meaning, like, I don't like him, but I'll be on his side? Meaning that perhaps Zayn Malik has behaved in ways that he doesn't like. However, he does like Zayn Malik, maybe as a person. And maybe he just doesn't like the way he behaves. So he's trying to be the, you know, better person. Yeah. Now, former One Direction, well, not former. There's still One Direction stands out there, but they were upset at Liam for talking about this. But it's like... He's a human being. <laughs> I do think it's an interesting, like, to go there, you wonder, okay, well, like, what's the point of that? But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, I mean, he's allowed to he's allowed to have his feelings. Yeah. And clearly their relationship is complicated. And I would imagine, this just made me think when I saw this headline, like, God, I bet there's so much behind the scenes stuff that nobody will ever know about the relationships of, you know, this particular band. Oh, yeah. Well, and then think about the origins, Bradley, of One Direction. This was a band that was made of five individuals on a reality competition series sourced by Simon Cowell and all just put into a room and molded together to make this entity. So you're coming from all sorts of different places. It wasn't like, we're going to practice in the basement and we're all friends. It was yeah. like, no, we're all put together in, in this prefab way. So maybe some people get along better than others. Yeah, it just stands to reason then that you're forcing people into relationships that they might not organically have otherwise had. Exactly. Which causes tension and makes for great headlines, which is what you just gave us. Oh my God, Holly. What? Thank you for doing that again. Oh gosh, Um, you're welcome. And when we come back, oh my gosh, you're doing it again. Like lots of heavy lifting in this particular hour because Holly will be back with some blind items. Those are just juicy bits of gossip with the names left out. I'll try to guess them when we return right here on My Talk 107.1. Bye! Who is behind some of the hottest gossip in America? Holly Roberts here on the Colleen and Bradley Show and she brings it to us in the form of blind items every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Let's get right to the gossip! Yeah, Bradley. Now I feel like we've warmed you up with celebrity mm. gossip. Yeah, you did, did a few at the outset today, so I got my sea uh, legs under me. All right, here we go, matey. I are something like that. <laughs> Irish pirate or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Lucky charms. Here we go. The taste in men has not gotten any better for this actress, who is an offspring of someone higher on the list. She got out quickly in her last relationship and needs to do so with this one before making that lifelong commitment. She should talk to the writer slash actress. Oh, God. I know. Why are you going to make me work so hard so early? <sighs> I feel like this should be obvious. It's not coming. It's not clicking in my head. But you're saying that I've got a an actress. Yep. Whose parental figure is higher on the list. Yeah. As an actor? Actor, model. Mm. Mm-hmm. So is the offspring younger? Like, well, I mean, obviously younger than the parent, but I mean, in general terms, Uh, in her 20s? Yeah, in her 20s. Is this like a Kaya Gerber? No, it's not a Kaya Gerber. Is that Cindy Crawford's Crawford's Mm -hmm. child? Mm -hmm. Uh, This person, just like the blind item indicates, her last relationship was a little, we were like, oh, maybe you don't want to be dating this person. And NT Lawyer is saying you don't want to be engaged to this person. And there's somebody who's famous that you should probably consult. Oh. Meaning that there was a famous person in a relationship with her now fiance. Oh. They probably have the inside scoop on his bad behavior. Oh, yeah. I should know who this is. It made headlines yesterday. Oh, it did, huh? Yeah. Oh, my God. What is wrong with me today? (laughs) 
celebrity engagement. Well, let's start with the writer slash actress because I feel like she's the highest on the list. A writer slash actress. Yes. Why does that not ring any bells? Like, what does she write? Uh, well, she was the showrunner creator of a very popular HBO series about 10 years ago. She's very outspoken on social media. Or she has been in the past. Lena Dunham? Yeah! Oh, Jack Van Impey. No, Jack... <laughs> no, Rexella. <laughs> Antonoff? Yes, Jack Antonoff. Oh, wow. okay, we got there. Okay, all right, fill in the boys. And his new fiance Margaret Qualley, the daughter of Andy yes. McDowell. We did just talk about that yesterday. Yes, uh, her taste in men hasn't gotten better. She was in a relationship with Shia LaBeouf. Mm. Hmm. And uh, she needs to get out of her new relationship with Jack Antonoff quickly. Apparently, he might not be a nice guy. Just go ask Lena Dunham. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. I hope she's listening to the show today because that'll save her the trouble. We'll send we're her the to, podcast. We're trying to do you uh, a solid, ma'am. Should we do another uh, blind out? Oh, of course. Now, Bradley, this one has been revealed by a lawyer. We know who this is about. All right. The permanent A-list singer, in quotation marks, had to take down a social media post because it violated an agreement Mm. she has with the sibling. Mm. The sibling wasn't directly mentioned, but that was the reason. Okay, well, I assume, for the sake of this discussion, that you're talking about Britney Spears. Yep. And the sibling in question, I assume, for the sake of discussion, I don't know why I'm saying that. Uh, I think we're talking about um, her sister. Um, oh my God, Brittany's sister. Give me her name. Jamie Lynn. Jamie Lynn. Oh, why? <laughs> Names. Okay, so Jamie Lynn. Apparent. Well, and I don't know. I missed the post, so you'll have to fill in the blanks with that. Well, Britney Spears had to take down a social media post. Oh, a couple of weeks ago, mm. because it violated an agreement she has with her sibling, Jamie Lynn Spears. Now, Jamie Lynn Spears wasn't directly mentioned in this post, but that was the reason. So this could have been one of the many Instagram posts that Britney Spears has posted and then deleted where she goes on um, lengthy rants about her family and the way that her family treated her. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know the specific one that Britney Spears pulled down, but what it does say, this blind item indicates that perhaps there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes about what Britney Spears is saying publicly. Okay. And there are some arrangements and what those things are. Well, I would not be surprised in the least if that were to be the case. Mm-hmm. But now it makes me want to go back. But I can't go back because the post has been removed. Yeah. So I'm just going to sit here and twiddle my thumbs instead. Can you solve a mystery, though, while Let's you do, do it? it? Yeah, all okay. right. We, I mean, we're flying. Let's do it. Another blind item. Blinded by the item. Well, twiddle your thumbs and think about this. The online televised tabloid brought a huge story about the reality family and then killed it. It is the first time NT lawyers heard of them doing this. They've killed stories about the family and others that are under the hated manager, but never heard of them buying then killing a piece. Wait, the hated manager? I'm assuming, is this uh, like a TMZ? Um, yes. Kardashian experience? Uh, yes. Now, the hated manager, um, think about somebody who was positioned as the arch enemy of a certain A plus list singer. The arch enemy of an A plus list singer. Mm hmm. Oh, 
Pete Davidson, Kanye West? No. No, no this is something different. So think about an uh, A-plus list singer who had major B for the manager because the manager did something with that person's art. Oh, God. That person's art? Yeah, well, like music. Uh, the music. Yes, and You're- now the artist is kind of giving the hated manager the middle finger, so to speak, by re-recording all of her music. Oh, gosh. Oh, it only took me, like, way too long to get there. <laughs> You're talking about Taylor Swift and Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun. There you go. So right. filling in the now, blank. Okay. Here. All right. All right. Now I think we're good. Oh, we're good. Okay. So TMZ bought a huge story about the Kardashians and then killed it. Now, it's the first time that NT Lawyer has heard TMZ doing this. Now, TMZ has killed stories about uh, others that are managed by Scooter Braun, but have never heard of TMZ buying and then killing a piece. So TMZ has maybe worked with people behind the scenes uh, on certain stories. But this is the first time they're actually like buying something in order to kill it. I mean, it's not a surprise because if you have a relationship, a special relationship, as apparently TMZ seems to with the Kardashians, that, you know, in turn for access and can, you know, a a pipeline from Team Kardashian, you might use your powers for evil as well as good. In this case, you know, killing stories that are, not good to them. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't understand, like, what are the stories that they would have killed about Scooter Braun? Well, I don't know. We're never going to know. Apparently not. No. But I bet it's in a vault somewhere. That's right. All right. Wow. Okay, we're flying through this. Do we have time for a? Yeah, we sure do. Yeah, I bet all those stories are sitting in a vault, like at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like Area 51 for yeah, celebrity gossip mysteries. Somebody's like bebopping around with no idea what's underneath them. Sad. Well, let's solve this one. This right. isn't in the uh, celebrity gossip area 51. Every big singer knew being the opening act of the sports final was just asking for trouble. So they all turned it down. The foreign born singer was talked into it and told by management everyone would love her. Now, if love, you mean tens of thousands of people booing and chanting over her, then yes. Oh. She was loved. Oh, we are talking about that big soccer thing and Camila Cabello. Yeah, the Champions League final. Got it. And Camila Cabello performing. Now, you told us this story yesterday. That's right. So apparently every big singer knew being the opening act of the Champions League football game, soccer game, was just asking for trouble, so everyone turned it down. Now, Camila Cabello was talked into it and told by her management that everyone would love her. Now, Auntie Lawyer says, if love, you mean tens of thousands of people booing and chanting over you, then yes, you were loved. Oh, the poor thing. Yeah, so she was talked into it, Camila Cabello, by her management, even though everybody else in the music industry knew it was a lose-lose. They were like, go do it, honey. It's fine. But she didn't get the memo, but no. found out nonetheless, and then took to social media to harass the, the audience and then take down those posts because it didn't yeah. go over very Yeah, well. so blame Camilla Cabello's management for giving her bad consult. Uh, Camilla, you're on notice. Mm-hmm. Get some new management. Yeah. Holly, thank you so much for another fresh, delicious batch of blind items. Yeah. We solved those. Uh, I mean, it took me a few minutes on some of them. But anyway, you got we there. got there. Yeah. And when we come back, do you remember the, um, well, let's just say there was a commercial with Kim Kardashian promoting a non-meat meat product. 
and people were concerned about whether or not she was actually eating that food. Remember it. Well, we've now got the... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Definitive proof whether Kim ate that food during the Beyond Meat commercial. And I'm going to reveal it to you when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Miss the... Thank you, Holly Roberts, and we're going to get right to it here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071 because. Breaking news. Breaking news. Verdicts have been reached in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard libel trial, Holly. Yeah. This just came across the transom like three minutes ago. I'm looking at AP. I think you were looking at a story from uh, CBS News. Looking at CBS News. So actual sources that do actual reporting. Now, again, the jury, uh, we've just learned, has reached a verdict regarding that $100 million, uh, well, $50 million suit by Johnny Depp and a $100 million counterclaim by Amber Heard. Uh, beyond the fact that they have reached a verdict and are expected to read those verdicts, what do we know in terms of just when this is going to happen? Well, CBS News reporting that the jury has notified the judge that they have reached a verdict in this lawsuit, and the judge indicated that the verdict would be announced in court at 3 p.m., assuming that's 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that will be happening at around 2 p.m. today during this very program. Okay, because I do know that... When I was watching uh, Court TV, but it wasn't Court TV, whatever uh, live coverage of this trial, they did say that when the jury reaches a verdict, they will notify the court and that will give everyone about an hour to uh, head to the courtroom. Now, just to reiterate, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard don't need to be in the courtroom for this verdict to be read. And uh, so they're not likely to be there. At least I, I don't think we have any indication. We know that Johnny Depp, I think, appeared again last night in the a- UK. Again? I think, or at least Kate Moss did. I don't know. I think it's safe to say he's not going to be in the courtroom. And uh, I have no word that Amber Heard would be either. So, But that's not necessary. I just wanted to clear that up. And uh, again, they get about an hour's heads up. And uh, that will be read live if we can take it live, I would imagine we'll do so. Uh, yeah, we will figure out a way to do that. And we I will... think we should be able to, right? Yeah, we should be able to. Yeah. So that's going to be happening later this afternoon. And to go back and confirm what you said, Bradley, yes, Johnny Depp appeared on stage with guitarist Jeff Beck for a third time last night as he awaits the verdict in this trial. So he's over in the UK playing his guitar. And Kate Moss got on stage, apparently, or at least was there, which a lot of people thought was interesting because, um, well, because, you know, she testified on right. his behalf that he never threw her down the stairs. Um, I just saw Grant pop in. Grant, you don't have any, like, breaking news to add, do you? Nope. Just hanging out here for a second while Josh takes care of something. Oh, awesome. Okay, I just sorry. wanted to make sure because when I see your face, I think you might know something that we don't know yet because oh, we're busy no. on the air. Thank you, though. Thank you. Okay, so if you're just joining us, we do have a verdict. There is a verdict in the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case. Uh, Pregnant pause. 
We don't know what that verdict is yet, but it will arrive within the show today and we'll Mm -hmm. endeavor to bring you that live. Yeah. Now, I want to go back and confirm something looking at uh, a um, correspondent from the Law Crime Network. They're sourcing that uh, Johnny Depp's people, a source close to Johnny Depp, has said due to previously scheduled work commitments made before the trial, Mr. Depp will not be physically present for today's 3 p.m. verdict and will be watching from the United Kingdom. Mm, Okay, not a surprise at Mm -hmm. all. And we don't know about Amber Heard's whereabouts. Again, she doesn't need to be there. Nobody needs to be there. Their legal representation will likely be there, I imagine, Mm -hmm. when uh, when the jury reads out their verdict yeah now it will be at 3 p.m eastern you know i think that uh bradley to your point we can be covering this live and also just some of the things because this is coming in in real time so sourcing some of this information uh, from social media from other places uh one person reporting that the jury deliberated for approximately 12 hours 45 minutes on this case i mean you know that seems like not a lot but it's also a fair amount. And they had a question. We yeah. remember that they did ask the judge some questions of clarification, which indicates that they were putting their best foot forward. They m- must not have been that far off uh, in what they were thinking, right? Because right. 12 hours, again, I don't know, that doesn't seem like a long Well, that time. would be a whole day. Yeah. And then change. Now, according to CBS News, the jury was instructed to focus its deliberation not only on whether there was abuse, but also whether Amber Heard's op-ed piece can be considered legally defamatory. And the question that they asked the judge yesterday was a clarification on one of the points about that op-ed article. Now, the article itself focused mostly on policy questions of domestic violence, but Johnny Depp's lawyer uh, points to two passages in the article, as well as an online headline that they say defamed depth. So that's their angle that they're going with. But uh, the jury taking 12 hours to ponder those questions in this case. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, we have a verdict in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. We don't know what that verdict is, but we will bring it to you at the top, allegedly, supposedly. And we'll keep our eyes peeled should that change. But it sounds like the court uh, will be again in session at just about two o'clock our time. So right at the top of that third hour of this show, we mm-hmm. should be able to uh, to bring you that live. Yeah. Now, uh, in the meantime, in between time, do you have anything else to add or do we want to give you a little Kim Kardashian update? Well, let's give a little Kim Kardashian update because I think we've kind of said what we can say as far right. as this goes. We'll wait until uh, three o'clock. But now we got to get to some real mysteries okay, here. Okay, here's the real mystery. Did Kim Kardashian really taste that Beyond Meat food she was advertising in that commercial? That she took a ghost bite of? That's what we thought, right? Everybody was going after her on social media saying, you didn't eat any of that food. And I will say, if you watch the commercial, you don't see any of the food enter her actual mouth area. (laughs) There is no, (laughs) there is no, um, you don't see food passing her lips. You see her mouth in motion as if she's chewing. And I will say that I speculated, it it appeared that there was actual stuff in her mouth. I was like, well, maybe they didn't put, like, the food in her mouth, but it would seem like a little extra length to go to, like, put fake food in your mouth. I mean, just, anyway. Did she go to mime school for that? She ate the food. No. She literally ate the food, and we now know why. There are still questions, but we now know, uh, or I should say, we now know the truth to whether or not she ate the food, and she did. How do we know this? Uh, because she posted on social media, because whenever Kim gets called out for stuff, she always comes back and does what we like to call a clap back. Clap on. 
clap, clap off. Back. Yes, clap back. But anyway, with a K. <laughs> she was, uh, according to page six, mercilessly mocked for seemingly taking zero bites on camera. So then she responded with some clips uh, that didn't make it to uh, airwaves or in the commercial, the final product. Some outtakes. Outtakes, if you will, behind the scenes, etc. And it shows her literally putting food to her lips and in her mouth and chewing. And she says, guys, come on. Getting, uh, she said, getting rid of some of the carbs. She explained to someone on the set, oh, me, while she was eating the food. Anyway, so she ate the food. It is clear that she's eating the food, but it does leave a remaining question. And the question that remains is, well, why didn't they show any of that in the commercial? Because it did seem awkward, did it not? So what we're, mm, what we're maybe being led to believe is that the editor of this spot did a bad job or the person managing continuity on the set also did a bad job because Cam ate the Beyond Burger. She ate it. She ate it. And the Chicken McNuggets or whatever the, you know, the Beyond uh, Chicken uh, equivalent is. It shows her literally trying one of their meatless chicken fingers. That's just a weird set of words. Uh-huh. Meatless chicken, chicken finger. Fingers. Welcome to 2022. Well, here we are. Anyway, so she did eat it. We don't know why they didn't include that in the final commercial, but that mystery has been solved. Don't worry, though. We've got plenty of other mysteries. In mm-hmm. fact, when we come back, Holly, yeah. here's a question for the audience. Are you proud of being a cheapskate? Apparently, most people who are cheap are pretty proud of it. Tell us why you're proud to be cheap. 651-641-1071. We'll talk about it when we come back right here on Colleen and Bradley.